0: You know, when, when the script first leaked, people would point at that and be like, they were like, no, no, see, this is a terrible
1: script because of that line. And I'm like, no, that line is funny. Hello and welcome to Cancelled Movie Report, the documentary podcast series that talks about the best movies that Hollywood never made. And we're back for another bonus episode. That's right, we've just wrapped up talking about Jewel of the Fates, and we've all had a day or two to really process it. How are you feeling about it, Eden?
2: Oh, mate, it's still uh, my head's swimming, swimming with <laughs> possibilities, my friend. But I, I, I look, I love a good bonus episode. I yes. Love, I love t- having a bit more, a deeper dive, if you will.
1: And I should, I should back introduce. That's actor and comedian Eden Porter. My name is Michael Campbell, and we're your hosts. Now there we go. Now the idea of taking something that doesn't exist, and in any way you can. Beating it into existence is something that, <laughs> that that we do a lot on this show And to that end, we wanted to introduce people to Andrew Weingarner And he has done something that's, I think, very much up our alley He's taken the whole screenplay from Jewel of the Fate, similar to us And he turned it into an entire comic book An amazing comic book, it looks so good It's 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 incredible, and we're really lucky to have him with us today Yeah, so what, well, yeah, what we thought is we wanted to know more about it We jumped on a call with him all the way from California to learn a little bit about how this comic came to be. I think to maybe clarify for people that are listening to this show, um, do you want to explain, Andrew, what it is that you went and did with the Jewel of the Fates script? As a, as a one-man army, I suppose, what it was that you did with the script? Well, uh, you know, I read it. I'm
0: used to reading and writing scripts. Um but I know most people aren't. So when I read it and I liked it, you know, way more than the T-shirt that I'm wearing. I'm, I'm wearing. I'm wearing a Rise of Skywalker T-shirt. I don't dislike the movie. I just like Duel of the Fates better. But um, so I read it and I thought, why? Well, I, I just want to visualize it because it sparked my creativity. So I chose two scenes that I liked. I chose uh, Ray versus Hatoska Ren. And I chose Kylo versus Darth Vader or like the, you know, the spirit of Darth Vader. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great scene. So, so I thumb, thumb some them out and they ended up being five pages each. And I thought, well, that's fine. That's a nice, you know, 10 pages. That's a nice round number. So I, I did 10 pages. I put a ton of effort into the coloring which I don't usually, I don't think of myself as a colorist, but um, you know, I spent about a month coloring 10 pages and posted them on Twitter, and got a couple of likes. Some of them from Colin Tavarro himself. Nice. And uh, so a friend, you know, I was talking to some friends of mine from UC Berkeley, and one of my friends said, "Well, are you going to do the whole thing?" Like, no, that's <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was during the middle of COVID lockdowns, and my friend was like, "Look, I mean, you know." there's inspiration there go with it and I was like well okay that's true <laughs> so um and uh I'm a teacher so over the summer I don't work but we do have my wife and I have three kids so that's a work all in of itself yeah. but uh yeah I was able to do at least a page a day sometimes if there if they're you know were parts of it that uh, didn't have much background or anything and I could just focus on faces
1: or something I'd, I could do sometimes three pages a day drawing them so well it's interesting to hear that that you started with two scenes in in particular and then decided yes. that it, there was something there. We had a similar thing in fact with this episode. Star Wars is such a gigantic thing that we weren't sure whether or not we'd be able to do it and we created just one scene before we did anything mm-hmm. which was Which um, one did you do? We had Ray and Kylo meeting on the temple in Mortis. When do you come? The
2: force is strong. In the- You're you're in pain. Beneath the mask. Get out of my head. You won't like what you find.
1: I'm stronger than Anakin Skywalker, stronger than his son.
2: But you're still afraid. Of what? You? Of what you've become. The dark side has left you empty.
1: And when we finally put it all together, instantly we were both like, "Oh, we have to do this now!" Yeah. Now that we've heard right. a bit of it, we need so because I because it's good. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. it's, <laughs> this thing begs to be
0: made. I don't understand why it wasn't. But anyway. Yeah.
1: Well, you you brought up an interesting thing saying you're doing a certain amount of pages per day. How long do you think the have you been working or had you worked on this comic altogether?
0: Um, just over a year to draw it. So I did seven issues. Wow roughly usually 24 pages per issue one of them is 30 pages Mm because i had that was part of the initial 10 that i did so i thought well yeah anyway um yeah i worked on it from march 2020 until april 23rd 2021 to draw it now some of the pages i would color as i went uh, i colored the entire first issue because i thought well i want people to see what this could be the best it can be to start out with Uh, but then issues two through seven i i only kind of spot colored if i like oh that's a great page i want to color that or there's sometimes one panel or something but um and i'm still working on it but it is like to be read and looked at it's completely done
1: yeah yeah the whole movie's going back
0: and i'm coloring it um, which is going much faster than i thought (laughs) um so i'm almost done coloring issue four and just before this interview i counted up and i have almost an entire issue also colored between the
2: last three issues so i really only have about two yeah. and a little bit issues to color that's fantastic yeah it's just obviously you're a big star wars fan from uh from way back Absolutely. when yeah very good yeah because me and cambo both are as well and the thing that struck us um more when we did read this uh script was it, it did feel more of a of a bit of a conclusion and it wrapped up a lot of storylines and arcs that had been set up in some of the previous films. Um, and I just wanted to see whether you had sort of similar thoughts or whether any particular um, things that you liked uh, that came out in The Jewel of the Fates?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, for all that the certain characters like, well, all the sequel trilogy characters, Ray, Finn, Kylo, The knights of wren those are all jj abrams characters but i feel like colin trevorrow and Derek Connolly wrote a better finish for all of them Mm. in their version um i i think abrams probably didn't do as good of a job because he was so rushed Mm. yeah they they brought him in and he had like 13 months to do the entire movie something like something ridiculous that or maybe a year and a half
1: the, yeah. the opposite, that we talked about things that we quite like. Were there elements of the story, and we talked about a few in our episodes, that didn't land for you in this script? Things that you thought yeah. could oh, have absolutely. been better?
0: Um, I don't like the uh, nebulousness of what is supposed to be on Mortis.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: It's like, there's power <laughs> on Mortis. And, yes. then he, and then Kylo gets there and there's nothing. It's like, okay, he was fooled, but like, what was he supposed to have thought was there? yeah and it's not just him like luke is like no no don't let him get there because then he's gonna take over and then it's like and then luke knew all along there was nothing there i don't really like that Uh uh-huh yeah um what they did they haven't um nobody has leaked yet the second draft but apparently some people have seen it like collider and some other people or something but they've written articles about it and there was um they took it from coruscant and they took away Remnicor as the place where the evil villain was, mm. and they made those two things the same. So uh, the okay. new, so in the second draft, the new um, first order capital was on a planet called Remnicor, which looked like Coruscant anyway. Right. And then they took the uh, Temple of Mortis, and they had Ray was trying to get to something. And oh, I'm sorry. They took the Temple of Mortis and the Jedi Beacon and they combined those two into something called the Spire of Osis or something like that. Right. And it was supposed to be a power that Ray was looking for that Kylo was trying to stop her from finding. So I I liked that a little bit better, mm. but I still yeah. don't like the nebulousness of whatever this power is that they're looking for.
2: The other thing I really the other thing I really liked um was what they did with Hux because I feel like it, Yes. Their their ideas in um, The Rise of Skywalker with him, for for whatever, like no motivation at all, was like, oh yeah, I'm the spy that's been helping everyone and stuff like that. And it's a real throwaway sort of weird, weird character turn. I'm the spy.
1: What? You!
2: We don't have much time. Why are you helping us? I don't care if you win. I need Kylo Ren to lose. Whereas in this version, I actually really liked stuff about him being jealous of not having force powers and him trying yeah. to, to do things. And then even at the end, him becoming like he was the chancellor and stuff. And then he decides to, um he has his star Wars, his lightsaber co- collection there.
1: Um, yeah. I like all that love stuff. That.
2: I love that. Speaking, so, speaking
1: of Hux, actually, I just want to give a shout out to your comic. You've included something that was one of our favorite things in the script, which is it's a line of screen direction that you've wisely kept, which is, He realises the terrible truth. He has lost the Star Wars. (laughs) I mean... You know, when, when the script first leaked, people would
0: point at that and be like, they were like, no, no, see, this is a terrible script because yeah. of that line. And I'm like, no, that line is funny. Yeah. It's yeah. totally tongue in cheek. Yeah. And the only people who would have ever seen it were the people working on the production. It yeah, wasn't exactly a dialogue.
1: Yeah. It's not like he shouts out, I've lost the Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's totally funny, tongue in cheek. Hilarious. Oh, so, yeah. that's great and you seem to be fascinated with the what-ifs as much as we are with this I mean this show is nothing but the what-ifs of Hollywood I suppose yeah um, oh yeah are there any other famous projects that, that you think that maybe one day you would like to draw out um the only other thing I can think of is um
0: Neil Blomkamp's uh Alien 5
1: oh Alien 5 uh, they yes. keep
0: rele- like people that worked on that the artists that worked on that keep leaking mm. yeah stuff yeah And I I don't know if they're trying to like gin up a call for that to be released or if some of those ideas are going to be in the alien TV series. I don't know, but um, I think it's pretty interesting. The stuff that I've seen looks really cool.
1: Well, one last thing I wanted to finish with is when this came out, I mean, Eden and I both saw it online. It seemed to have made its way everywhere. IGN and Colin Trevorrow liked a bunch of your stuff when he, what was Uh the reaction like when it hit and what did it feel like to see it go so wide? Have you ever had anything happen like that to you before? No. Um, it was interesting. I, I tell people like, I've, I've been screaming
0: about this from my little tiny corner of the internet for a year. And then all of a sudden, somebody contacted me and they're like, you know, IGN wrote up an article about you. And I was like, they did? That's weird. You'll go look at it. And then it was like, you know, uh, screen crush and movie web. And I was like, oh, okay. People finally found it. Yeah. Um, That was pretty cool. It it was surprising because I'm like, I've been expecting this for a year.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Finally, finally. What took you guys so long? (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, I had a little following of like 50 people. Yeah. And then I had a following of like 1,200 people all of a sudden. (laughs) Wow. That was nice.
1: Well, it's an awesome comic and we've got it linked in the description of this episode. So if anyone wants to check it out after hearing this, make sure you definitely do. But if people want to hear more from you or see more of your work, where will they find you? Um, On Twitter, Andy Weingarner.
0: So A-N-D-Y-W-I-N-E-G-A-R-N-E-R. Awesome.
1: Um, Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And and all the best with the finishing of those last few issues of colouring as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Well, that is it. That was our interview with Andrew Weingartner, the, main, the man that individually took the Jewel of the Fate script and turned it into an entire comic book. Again, we mentioned it in the episode, but it's listed in the episode notes, so make sure you click it and check it out yourself. Eden, the season's done. How are you feeling about the whole season? Mate, That's. I think, look... I just like
2: um, the Jewel of the Fates. We've gone out with a bang, you know. <laughs> we've really we've brought the trilogy together. Uh, it's been a fantastic season. I think we've hit some good films. But you know what? I've already I'm already starting to think about next season. Well, that's I've good. I've already got a couple of ones in there.
1: Save them in because we still have one more episode to come, which is a season to wrap up. If you have Let's any, wrap up. if you have any questions, if you have any suggestions, if you have any thoughts on a film. Like we have, I know a lot of people have thoughts on the spider sex scene from Spider-Man. So anything like that, send it through to (laughs) cancermovies at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. And we'll be back very soon for our season two wrap up. But until then, take care.